to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul and my co-host Justin Baker here joining me once again as we continue our top 10 series. As promised, the Ottawa Senators are on the docket tonight. And uh, Justin, tell me how you're feeling about these Ottawa Senators. I'm intrigued by these lists. Let I feel me just like say. this one was, I, I don't know why, but I had so much fun with this list. Did you? I feel like for a team that they've been around since what, like 1992, 93, something like that. For a team that has not been around for very long, we've done other ones like the Ducks and uh, who else has been around for a short amount? The Sharks. And yeah. some of those lists Even were kind of like somewhat straightforward. They weren't they weren't as as interesting. Uh, yes, we did do Vegas. That was a <laughs> that was a quick list. That was quick. Uh, not many names on that one yet. Uh, basically, <laughs> the whole current team. Uh, basically, but with the Ottawa Senators, they actually have had some phenomenal players come through that organization. They just haven't been able to keep them there for very long. Right. A couple. Of them. So they, and they've also had a first overall pick that is widely considered the greatest bust of all time. That's very true. Alexander I always forget Dig. about him. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Digg. He did. He did not make my list. Shockingly enough. Uh, <laughs> did you know that he actually went on to pursue an acting career? Did he really? Yes. He did a great job acting like a hockey player. <laughs> Until he was, until <laughs> he was about nineteen years old. And oh, where's the snare drum symbol? Just right. Don't, you, don't you have one like around your? I just, don't carry just them with the bass drums. Yeah. Uh, okay, well let's <laughs> let's just jump into this list now. Something you should know, if you don't know, the Ottawa Senators did exist prior to the current iteration of the Senators, the defunct Ottawa Senators, who won the Stanley Cup what five six times, quite a bit, yeah. And so we did say we could include those guys on our list. However, I chose not to. Uh, there were some, I'm sure, some some good players back then. But I just decided that I didn't care to include them. So Justin did. So our list will look a, a little bit different, but that, that's what makes it fun. And uh, with that said... Who is on your just miss list? Yeah, just because missed. The whole entire defunct Ottawa Senators team just missed. Just missed. They do have infinity more Stanley Cups than anyone in the current iteration of the Very Ottawa true. Senators. Yeah. Um yeah, my just missed. I got Mark Stone, who this this was probably the hardest one to keep off my list. I'm shocked because he's your lover, isn't he? Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He gives just amazing back rubs. Um <laughs> and then I've got Wayne Redden, Chris Anderson, and then God forbid, I I really wanted to put him on here, but he only played one season and didn't make the playoffs, but Dominic Koshik. I'm confident you meant Craig Anderson? Yeah, what did I say? You said Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson? I, I was just making sure that we're... <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, for some reason, that just reminded me of that... Uh, oh, gosh. what's It's like an old ESPN thing where guys sitting down with... Uh, I think his guy's name is Jim, like a football player, and oh, it escapes me. Who is the... Who's the guy? He used to have a show, and he was real animated and just like was Skip Bayless really in your face. No, no, a little bit before that. He also had a, he has. I think he still has a radio show. Into horse racing too, but there's a clip oh. and he's sitting down with it's uh, Jim Everett and okay. he keeps calling him Chris Everett, which Chris <laughs> Everett was the uh, the figure skater. Yeah, damn it, I need to remember who that. It was Jim Rome. Jim Rome. You remember Rome is oh, burning? Oh, yeah. Rome is and burning. And he's sitting down with him, and he's he says, so, Chris, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Jim, if you call me Chris one more time, I'm going to come across this table. I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> and he, he just looks at him and goes, Chris? And 
he lunges across the table and goes to be like goes to fight him. Stop it on an ESPN interview. I'll I'll put the link in the description. I gotta see this. It's, it's got to be on YouTube. Um, oh so you're gosh. welcome. Craig Anderson somehow turned into Jim Rome, getting beat up by Jim Everett. Uh, okay, so there's your just missed. My just missed Chris Neal. I really wanted to have him on that list. Yeah, lead. I feel like he's like. If you were a Senators fan in the 90s, in the 2000s, and the 2010s, like he kind of spanned a, a little gap there. I think he has over 2,200 penalty minutes for the team. Obviously, helped to boost emotion for the team as he fought a lot. And he, he was known to put in the odd goal here and there. Like he, he did more than score five or six goals a season. He actually had some, some okay years, but uh, just didn't do enough to keep him on there. Mike Fisher, I saw him on a lot of lists. And... One of the, uh, I think it was like the Ottawa Sun, they had him on their top 10 list, and they said, the franchise's best third line center of all time. <clears throat> I said, what the, f-? like, third line? Great. Not great. even second so, line. So he was the seventh best player on the team. Isn't that what that says? Like, or at very least, maybe the fourth or fifth or best ninth. player on the team at the time. Uh, yeah, just just not enough. Really like him. I, I actually really like him, but... Uh, not good enough to make my top. Love 10. his wife, but well, who yeah. doesn't? Another another one that gives a good back rub. Oh yeah, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> between uh, between Mark Stone and Carrie Carrie um, Underwood. Oh my God. <laughs> I was gonna call her Carrie Fisher, but Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Fisher is a freaking Star Wars chick. Yes, and she's no longer with us, so she can't give back oh rubs anymore. Gosh. Uh, Sean McEachern also missed my list. If you're a 90s Senator, late 2000, or early 2000s Senators fan, you know what Sean McEachern meant to this team. At one point was the highest scoring winger for the team until, um, you know, until like a Danny Heatley came along. So, and Marion Hosa. But at one point he was the highest scoring winger. And then Radic Bonk, who was taken third overall at one point, never really panned out, but is sixth all time in team scoring. So. There's my just missed. I, I actually, that's that's quite a few for. Uh, yeah, that's not missed. bad. Usually I only have one or two. So, okay. with that said, I'll throw out my number ten since he was on your just missed. Do it, and uh, that is goaltender Craig Anderson, the only goalie that I have on my oh, list. I thought you had Patrick Laleem in there somewhere. No, you know, I I thought about it for a second, but I mean Anderson leads the team and wins. Uh, has a has a pretty nice, I guess, a, a resume. Uh, in terms of of what he's been able to do, took the team to the to the Western Conference Finals and was really a goal away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals just about three years ago, two years ago, and uh, he has played very well in the playoffs. Always has played above his average in the playoffs. I mean, a nine three three, nine eighteen, nine seven two. The guy had a nine seven two save percentage in fourteen fifteen and got swept. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. He allowed four goals. Wow. Four goals oh, and four I'm sorry, games. four goals and they won two of them. Okay, that makes more sense. But I guess they didn't, they obviously didn't win or he got hurt or something. Probably but, got hurt because that's what he does. It, I was just, oh man, that's a, that's a series. But I mean, yes, he, he hasn't been the greatest goalie the last three years since that Stanley Cup final run, but uh, really an integral part of the Senators for the last decade. So uh, I included him on there because I, I feel like goalies need a little love and, uh, He's the only goalie on my list. Yeah, no goalies on my list at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to toss Ron Tugnut on there just oh because boy. what a name. <laughs> so we can make fun of that for half an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, no, Craig Anderson not making my list. Just 
if he was a little bit more consistent, like you, we've we've talked about this in prior shows, but he's just always up and down. Like one bad year, then he comes right back with a stellar year, and then he's got another bad year. And so, if there's maybe a little bit more consistency in his game year in and year out, he probably would have made my list. But and that might be, you know, a little bit have to do with the the teams in front of him aren't always the best either. You know, especially these senator teams for the last few seasons, not so hot. So yeah, but. Yep. Anyways, moving on. Uh, my number 10 is one from the defunct Senators, a la 1917 to, I believe it was 34, uh, King Clancy. Okay, the old King Clancy. Yeah. More, maybe more better known for playing for the Leafs. Maybe, yeah. Or the King Clancy Award. I, I was going to say, yeah. The award comes to mind first. However, um, probably during their championship runs of that era, he was just one of their top guys. Very good puck mover, good skater. Um, wasn't one of those stay-at-home guys and uh, got two Stanley Cups to his name, which is pretty good. And he seemed to- It's hard, too, when you look at some of their stats and you're like, well, he only played 300 games. Well, yeah, that's because they only played 40 or... Yeah, 42. 30 games yeah. a season. and So just, just not the same amount of regular season games. Yeah, and he was scoring goals. Amount. One season, 14 goals in 29 games. I mean, for a defenseman... That's a 40-goal season yeah. almost for a defenseman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nicely done. Okay, uh, who's your number nine? Uh, number nine, the leading... Penalty minute guy for the team. You talked about uh, him. Yeah. Chris Neal. Chris Neal in there. Yeah. Okay. This is just this cracked me up when I saw this stat because normally there's there's always one guy that's, you know, a little bit above everybody else, especially from that nineties era, but like he was just way far above everybody else. And Chris Neal has twenty five hundred penalty minutes. The next closest guy, not even a third of that. He's a seven fifty eight. Right. Man. And that's actually my number nine is Chris Phillips, the man second most penalty. Okay. Minute. And uh, so Chris Neal, third most games in a Senator's uniform. Dude, love Chris, him. Chris Phillips, the most games in a Senator's uniform. He beats out uh, Emmanuel here later on in my list by one game. By one game? One game. I did not even notice one that. More, one more game than him. So um, granted, he he was more like a, he definitely was a stay-at-home guy, but always always in Ottawa's top top four uh, and and played a, a key role at times and was there for uh, their their Stanley Cup run in 2007 when they lost to the uh, to the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, wasn't there for the their last long run, but mm-hmm. he uh, he had some good years with the Senators. I mean, he made the playoffs, played 114 playoff games for this team, only managed 15 points, but that that really wasn't his. Yeah, one season, 20 playoff games and zero points. That one stuck out to me big time in 2007, I think it was. Yeah, 2007. That was the, yeah. that was their Stanley Cup run. Yep, uh, but not not his role. Definitely a shut a shutdown guy. I mean, that Senators team was was uh, suffocating. They, well, but at the same time, if you go back and you look at that roster, you go, okay, this team this team had some good players. They had some nice looking players in that team. They could they could score, but they definitely played a. Uh, who's their coach? Was that Jacques Martin? See their coach when they went to the finals? I don't remember. We'll find that out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your number nine's Chris, Chris Neal. Mine, Chris Phillips. And uh, does Chris Phillips appear on your list? He's number bit? eight. Okay, he's number yeah. eight. Yeah, I figured that he would be close. You close have to. When you, I mean, he's he's a heart and soul guy that just, I mean, he played his whole career. That I mean, when exists. you play almost 1,200 games for yeah. an organization, it's hard not to keep you on that list. You've just been around for so long that like probably right. most Senators fans know who Chris Phillips is. Absolutely. Um, your number eight. My number eight is a man who missed your list, and I'm surprised. 
Uh, I have Mark Stone as my number eight. Uh, I know Mark Stone doesn't exactly, you know, he's he's not appearing too high in their all-time scoring. He is 10th with 311 points. Uh, but he's been, he's, he's sixth all-time in points per game. He's just been a, really a, an underrated player for this team. Probably a big reason why they, they went as far as they did in the playoffs a few years ago. And uh, I felt like in terms of talent, I mean, he played there 366 games and uh, he, he did some damage. And especially because he had some nice seasons later on, like his, his early seasons weren't quite as impactful on the score sheet. Uh, when you look, you know, he's got in uh, 80 games, or sorry, in yeah, in eighty games he's sixty four points. I guess he really never dipped below sixty points, other than seasons where he didn't play many games. And he, by the end of it though, he's averaging over a point per game. It's just he was not playing full seasons. So, uh, but I, I just I couldn't leave Mark Stone off this list because I think he really is a top ten talent to play for this team. And unlike Adama Kashuk, who also missed my list. Amazing player. Same with Zidona Chara. He missed my list. Yes. Because he kind of comes into his own later on. Uh, but Mark Stone came into his own in Ottawa and was a dominant two-way forward for Ottawa while he was there. So he's yep. my number eight. All right. Fair enough. Well, uh, moving on, shall we? Number seven, uh, a guy who brought a bevy of riches to this team when he left while also gracing them with a lot of riches while he was there. And that's Alexi Yashin for me okay uh fourth all-time in scoring yes fourth all-time in scoring for this franchise just a speedster just amazing hands um this guy it's it's funny i I went back and looked at the deal that brought him to the island and the package the senators got in return is absolutely crazy for a guy who the islanders eventually bought out and said see you later Uh, well they signed him to like a a 14 year yeah yeah huge deal but they got in exchange for Yash and the Islanders gave up Zdeno Chara, Bill Muckmuckmuckto, Muck, Bill Muckler, yeah Muckler, maybe that was okay. it, um, and the second overall selection, which was Jason Spezza. Ah, okay, so, so they get Jason Spezza for yeah, Alexi Yash and yeah, that's right, Chara, I remember that I freaking remember a, that. what a package, but uh, yeah, Alexi Yash, I mean, he had some freaking amazing seasons. I mean, almost a point per game player, in just, Ottawa, yeah, just, just under. But I mean, his first few seasons there were. You know, we're still freaking, I mean, great, but he was still trying to find his own, um, you know, having coming over from Dynamo, Moscow, and, you know, I mean, a lot of Russian guys at the time, too, trying to adjust to the North American ice was, you know, a little bit different. Obviously, it's not as big, and, you know, he had some adjusting, but he still managed quite well. I mean, he moved the puck around, and he could skate like no one else. And Yeah, he just never really could find himself in the playoffs, and I, I remember that was really the knock on him that, it just wasn't happening for him in the yeah. playoffs. Those early '90s, though, mid '90s for those senator teams, there just there wasn't a lot of talent around him to really help him out. I th- I think, and that you know, one of the reasons why they never really were in the playoffs. Yeah, he had uh, he had five straight seasons of 32 or more goals. Two of those seasons being 40 and 44 goals. So he had a real nice stretch mid '90s to the early 2000s where he was just. I, I mean, even even beyond that, but. Uh, yeah, and too many other powerhouse no, sure. teams in the East too to to deal with the, with the Flyers and you know Devils and and you got to remember like 1995 he or really he comes in 94 he actually comes in during the lockout and and his rookie uh, his rookie season he had 79 points in 83 games so I I think he would have been playing in the what the second season for the Ottawa Senators 
Yeah, very young. Isn't and that is that their first year? Uh, their first year was ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, so their okay. second year, he comes in, he leads the team in goals, assists, and points as a rookie. Uh, ironically, Alexander Daig's best <laughs> year, I think he had Daig had fifty one points. I'm sure people in that year were thinking, "All right, cool, this guy got fifty one points. Like Alexander Daig's going to be good." And that actually was his career high. He hit fifty one points one other time for the Senators, and after that, it all all they fell said, apart. "See you later." He had fifty one points a third time with the Minnesota Wild as well, but apparently could not eclipse that fifty one point. But for a first overall pick. For a guy who was touted as the, uh, he was the, what was he? He was like the Russian next one or something like that. I can't remember his nickname. It was, it was crazy. But it was like the Gretzky Russian, and then he just really did not live up to that. Um, okay, so Alexi Yashin's a little bit higher on my list. Okay. Um, I have Marion Hosa at seven. Uh, All right. I got Hosa a couple spots up there. Okay, so. yeah. 390 points. He's seventh all-time in scoring. 390 points for this team. Um, honestly, my biggest memory of Marion Hosa on the Ottawa Senators was him basically ending Brian Berard's career <laughs> with his the shot. He took a slap shot, and for some reason, like his stick had to go all the way around the world and like sliced open his eye. I've never seen so much oh, yeah. blood up to that point. I think that was probably... Ooh, 1998 something like that okay 99 or something and uh yes yeah, so the 13 year old me hadn't seen that much yeah. blood in around like, the same time i saw Richard like outside Zednick's of a movie neck get sliced oh, open. God. that was the most blood yeah. i've ever seen in a hockey game yeah. uh he he had a couple 80 point seasons before uh after it was after the lockout that he he ends up in atlanta and he really took off for a 92 and 100 point season had his best two years in atlanta but uh had two Really great season with the Senators. Scored the most goals he scored in his career at 45. And uh, just, I mean, he's probably the player who got away for the Senators. I mean, if the Senators had held on to Marion Hosa, can you imagine if they had had Hosa in 07? They, w- they would have, yeah. They, they might have won the cup. Like, he could have been the, the difference maker. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, his whole career would be entirely different. And uh, who knows? He would have gotten who that knows? cup. Maybe he would have gotten that cup with Ottawa and stuck with Ottawa, and Ottawa might have. Who knows what would have happened to he Chicago or Detroit or list. Pittsburgh? Yeah, crazy. Um, okay, so who is your number? Are you? Do we say your number seven? We did say my number seven. We're on a number six now. Six. Yeah. So number six for me, uh, another original Ottawa Senator player, and the only other one on my list, Side Denny. All-time scorer, right? All-time scorer for that franchise, and not only that, but he, uh, he's he got quite a bit of hardware to go with it, too. Um, one, two, I'm counting it, uh, four championships with the Ottawa Senators. Gets another one with the Boston Bruins as well, but um, he was a big driving force behind those Senator teams back in the day, and I mean, you... It's, you know, for a team that doesn't have any Stanley Cup championships with the new one, and you, you look at that yeah. and what he was able to do with that team back then. I mean, he was putting up well over a point per game average with this team. I mean, most most seasons he was playing only 24 games, but he was still putting up 40 points, 30 goals, and right. 20. I mean, it's just ridiculous numbers. Impressive. So, even at that time, so. Um, okay. Side identity. Yep. So it is. Never, number never saw him play. Never saw him nor, play. Nor will I. I don't think there's any video of it. Um, <laughs> So my number seven is the guy who was dealt for my number 
or sorry, my number six, six is the yes. guy who was dealt for my number seven. The Marion Hosa was dealt to the Thrashers for Danny Heatley. Okay. And uh, if you remember, Danny Heatley was dealt and it was, it was like, he got into a car accident and like killed his friend. Do you remember that? No, he was not in, at all. He, Heatley was in this big car accident and his like best friend was in the passenger seat and I remember didn't, there was a car accident. Didn't but survive. I don't remember that at all. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I could. I could be wrong, but I'm no. pretty sure it didn't survive. And he, I, th- I think that was kind of like, I was kind of it in Atlanta. And he goes up to Ottawa. He turns out the two best seasons I think in Ottawa history for an individual. He gets two 50 goal seasons in a row, almost identical seasons, 103, 105 point seasons. Um, and uh, he actually has the highest point per game as a senator as well at 1.142 so uh just an impressive individual uh you know individual stat line uh had four really excellent seasons with this team i mean he averaged like 45 goals over the course of four years so it's hard to keep him off off this list and uh it's crazy though that he he kind of leaves ottawa and within really three seasons he just completely fell apart yeah to follow up, Heatley did, uh, his friend did die. He ended up getting three years probation. Um, yes. I guess yeah. he, uh, yeah, the charges were dropped because he pleaded guilty and got a plea deal for, avoided that first degree charge of vehicular man homicide. So Yeah, because I don't know if he was drunk or not, but he probably was. Um, I remember it was a Porsche 911 that he crashed and he just hit a wall going like it was below the legal limit, but he was drinking. I uh, said so. Uh, well, I would do it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, not to bring a damper into our top 10 list, but Danny Heatley. Okay. My number six, your number six. So up to your number five, top yeah. five. I'm going to go five, four here really quick okay. because yep. you talked about both of them. Number yep. five for me, Marion Hosa and number four, Danny Heatley. Okay. Um, yeah. When you look at both these guys, right? I mean, they, they were, Big pieces going back and forth with one another, I mean, in the trade. And um, I think just for me, you know, like Hosa was a great two-way player, but Heatley brought that scoring touch that, you know, Hosa didn't have. And those 250-goal seasons say it. And, I mean, when I when I looked at the stat lines, I just thought, okay, well, Heatley brought a little bit more. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, Heatley had some incredible seasons. And and to boot, it's a long, it's it was during the time they go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. So Which really also helped. The best the best overall season for the senators. He has a fantastic year. It wasn't one of those hundred point years. I think it was, uh, it was the year after his 200 point years where they went to the final, but he still had 41 goals right in 71 games. Freaking. So if he had played all 82, you know, been a 90 point player that year too. But, um, I'm wondering if my number five even made your list. No, he was on my just missed. We did oh, talk I, about, I didn't hear you say that. Well, my number five is Wade Redden. Uh, defenseman for this team and I just remember now um, a lot of people will remember Wade Redden getting dealt to the Rangers and then he just fell off the freaking face yeah, of the sent plant. to the minors and had to ride the bus for a while and and, and it, like, he was getting paid remember he was getting paid his full salary it was like five or six million right. to play in the minors mm-hmm. and he had so many years left on his deal uh, but when you look at the consistency that he had as a center, like just pretty, pretty much always that mid forties point seasons, uh, he had a 17 point season as well. Uh, Wade Redden was a guy who could move the puck. He was always relied upon, uh, 
And in terms of defensemen, to me, there's really only one defenseman other than, well, I'm not putting Thomas Shabbat in here yet because he's only played one year. Right. like 15 games for the Senators. But beyond before before uh, Thomas Shabbat comes around, Wade Redden, other than Eric Carlson, probably had the best seasons as a defenseman for this team. Now, Zidane Chara, phenomenal defenseman also for the Senators. Uh, but he just wasn't there as long he either. He wasn't, and, and he wasn't like the guy quite yet. I mean, he had some, he had some okay seasons. He also like, yeah, he just, he just, he was kind of more of a fighter. He was like your, your four or five type of defenseman. And he wasn't being utilized the way that he eventually no, he was so big in Boston, where, you know, once he goes to Boston, he starts putting up consistent 40 points, 50 points. Uh, and then of course wins the Stanley cup and just becomes this Norris trophy winner. Um, he really rounded out his game. So Chara misses my list. Wade Redden makes my list. Also the second, second most points for a defenseman and second most goals, of course, behind Mr. Carlson. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's my, five. Well, I guess I need to say my four too. Yeah. Your number four, give it to me. Uh, my number four is a guy who is a little bit lower on your list, Alexi Yashin. Yeah. Yashin, third in goals, fourth in points for this team. Uh, I just, just in terms of what, what he was able to do while he was there, he was kind of the team for the first 10 years of this team's existence. So Alexi Yashin, even though he left <laughs> under some bad, <laughs> bad circumstances, I think we can all put that aside. At least I can, because I don't give, I, I'm I'm a Leafs fan, so I can easily put it aside because he played terrible every time he played against us. It was great. <laughs> it was just great. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. Not only did he lose every time he played the Leafs with the Senators, he got traded to the Islanders, and I think it was that year the Islanders played the Leafs and lost to the Leafs in the playoffs. <laughs> that was a good time. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're number three. Yeah, number three. Um that would be Jason Spezza. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. I got a feeling we have the same top three. Oh, I'm sure they're the same guys. Maybe not the same order, but, you know. I also have Jason Spezza at number three. Okay. Well, good. Second all-time scoring. Yeah. 687 points. And he's second all-time in goals. Or, yep. And points per game. And points per game. Yep. Over a point per game. Just barely. And, and re- I mean, man, he, I think the, the, the downside of him, he kind of disappointed early on. He actually came in, and I remember the the big knock on Jason Spezza was that he couldn't skate. I was like, right. oh, this guy, he just doesn't look that great. But what happens to him, he comes in, if you remember, he, he comes in 0203 after getting drafted. Number was, two overall. Two overall. Yeah. Um, behind Ilya Kovalchuk, I think, right? Uh, I in believe you're right. 2001 one, one draft, I think, was Ilya Kovalchuk. Yes, it was. Um, he comes in, plays his rookie season for the Senators, and uh, I guess, yeah, he puts up, well, he plays two seasons, yeah. But he he gets 55 points in 78 games in his second year. He goes to the AHL during the lockout, and he puts up 117 points in 80 games for the Binging, Bing, Binghamton Senators. Then he comes back to the NHL, and it's 90, 87, 92-point seasons, and uh, that Lights was, out. I mean, he was, he was unbelievable. Those, those three years, uh, didn't quite, didn't quite get the, uh, he wasn't a big goal scorer, 
but he definitely could set you up. So yeah, he was still putting up thirty goals, which yeah, was great. Thirty goals, well, three times, four times for the Senators. So uh, yeah, Jason Spezza. I, in terms of a second overall pick, even though he he ended up having a really, he's still playing. He's had he's had a good career. Uh, I don't know if I would say that he met all expectations. Well, I think when you're a centerman and you're drafted that high, I think there there comes a certain level of expectations, you know, and especially around that time when you're starting to see a lot of elite guys, you know, take over the game. I think, yeah, I think Ottawa kind of looked at him as like, okay, we we've got this other guy, Alfie here, who's you know driving the team as well, and we got some some nice pieces. Now we just need that number one center, right? And they, the, the problem was the Senators could never get past particular teams one of them sure. being the Leafs absolutely they always seem to just like they I think they lost to the Buffalo Sabres in the first round one year when they they were always finishing tops and like towards the top of the league winning the division and they could never get it done in the playoffs yeah I mean you look at other the, than one year I'll, I'll say you go to the Stanley Cup finals you got it done. Right, absolutely. Like you didn't win, but you... Closed. But you look at all those other years. I mean, he played three games, seven games, six games, four games. So it's clear that they, they had a lot of early round exits. And you could understand the frustration. But on the flip side, you look at his his production. He was still producing for he the was, team. He was pretty good in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can't really knock him for not showing up. You know, I mean, there are other guys who, you know, are more highly touted or, you know, just as highly touted that don't show up in the playoffs. And um, so I... I think he met expectations. I think anytime you draft a guy, you know, in the first top five and he still plays that amount of games for a team, you know. Yeah, about seven hundred games. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. freaking impressive. So it's not that he's a disappointment. It's that I think the expectations maybe are so high for that pick. Uh, but the second overall pick at times can uh, can fall short. Like a Sam Reinhardt, he definitely hasn't met expectations. Right. He's fine. Like if he was taken number twenty four overall, he'd be people would be like, "Yeah, what a pick!" Right? Yeah. He was Nolan Patrick. Overall. Let's talk about that guy right yep. now. I mean, yep. Exactly. Um, okay, so I'm wondering between your one and two. Obviously, we've got Daniel Alfredson and Eric Carlson left. Right. Daniel Alfredson, second most games in team history, just down by one, uh, but by far the most points, almost like four hundred and fifty more than uh, than Jason Spezza. But in terms of talent. Obviously, Eric Carlson, I think, the best talented player, most talented player to ever play for this team. But in terms of a senator, who do you have at number one? At number one, it's Eric Carlson. You have Eric Carlson. I okay. have Eric Carlson. All right. Because, again, I, I looked at both these guys, right? And so, obviously, Alferson is, you know, what you want out of a out of a player, right? Out of a leader. When you think of a guy who, for any franchise, right? Like Steve Eisman for the Wings, Joe Sackick in Colorado, right? These are iconic guys. And Alferson definitely fits the bill of an icon for a franchise, right? And he's what you would want. Longevity, uh, minus the playoff success, right? They never brought home the Stanley Cup. But when I look at Alferson and Carlson, right? Carlson left under, you know, not the greatest of circumstances with that whole issue, drama, whatever you freaking sure. want to call it, or, you know, whether you can, Eugene Melnick, just his, and all this stuff yeah, his too. dollar amount, he didn't want to pay him, whatever it is. Um, Daniel Alferson was never like the best player at his position in the league at any given point in his career, whereas Eric Carlson definitely was. That's fair. So that's why he got the number one. In, in fairness, in 05, 06, he did have 103 points. Which is freaking great. Which which the only... I, I Obviously, that's the year that Joe Thornton won the... Uh, yeah, had 
600 he had assists. Yeah, he had 96 assists, 125 points. Alfredson with 103 points. Also, with Danny Heatley, he gets 103 points in five more games. Sure. Uh, the only right winger ahead of him in terms of points was Yarmir Yager. Maybe the best right winger of all time. Quite possibly, yes. So, yes, he was maybe never the best player. It's probably the, the only time Alfredson had more points than Sidney Crosby in a season, is, is my <laughs> guess. He had one more point than rookie Sidney Crosby. Than rookie In, in Daniel Crosby. Alfredson's uh, best year. So, uh, But, yes, I, I agree with that sentiment. I'm just, I'll just say I, I just think Daniel Alfredson is the Senators. The Senators, I mean, pretty much for the entire length of their existence, Daniel Alfredson's been the guy. Sure. Um, drafted sixth round, 133rd overall. Definitely their best draft pick ever. Absolutely. <laughs> ever. Um, maybe one of the best picks of all time. Uh, the only other ones I can like. You can think of Dadzuk and Zetterberg maybe. Zetterberg are up there. But yeah. I would still say that Alfredson has had a bigger impact to his team than those two guys did to theirs. That's fair. Even though they, of course, won a Stanley Cup. Uh, Alfredson just, I mean, he'll, does he work for the Senators right now? No. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I, I feel like who would want to There were talks that Mellon. they wanted him to come back. But yeah, he just doesn't like, they don't get along. Yeah, so. yeah. Going to need to be different ownership, I think. Yeah. You, you might see like 10 years down the road. Maybe, hopefully, someone else owns that team. And you hope that Alverson comes gosh. back at some capacity. I mean, he's he's an icon in that. A team. lot of those Swedish guys just they go back home. They go back to Sweden and they they enjoy their life up there. Okay, like you don't him. see Lidstrom like Lidstrom go back to Sweden. He'll come back here occasionally, but uh, he definitely isn't setting up shop in Detroit. Well, his family's still here. I think so. Are they? Yeah, I think his family's still doing hockey here and stuff. Oh, but I, I could be wrong. I thought he went back to Sweden with his kids. Um, yeah, doesn't I guess, matter. I guess you can. But you can, you're right, though. A majority of those Swedes, they do go back home. A lot of them go back. So, yeah. Which, it's fair to go home. It's <laughs> you're allowed to go home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eric Carlson, though, most talented Ottawa senator of all time. Daniel Alfredson, to me, the greatest Ottawa senator of all time. That's fair. That's where I'll end. Okay. All right. Well, that's our list. Uh, let us know what you thought. And uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Our next team that we'll do, we're, we're running out of teams. We're running out of teams. We, we don't are. have too many left. Yeah. Uh, we will, uh, we'll figure out who we're going to do next. I, I already got it. I, I, oh. Yeah, I thought about it on the way oh, over the drive it. over here. You've pinned it. Yeah. The LA Kings. The, LA, the LA Kings. All right. All right. There you go. Maybe, uh, will Gretzky be the number one for two different teams? I don't know. It's possible. All right. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Enjoy that hockey. Enjoy that hockey.